things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, um, this is a podcast for imperfect people, and uh, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, guys? Welcome to uh, season six of I Crying Corners. We are currently in the second episode of the season, and we are diving into the book of Daniel. Why? Why Daniel, you may wonder? Well, because Daniel thrived in exile seasons, and an exile season is what we find ourselves in. Uh, how do you know if you're in an exile season? Um, things feel uh, crazy. Um, you feel out of place, and we will be out of place until eternity. And so um, I wrote an entire book about surviving exile seasons, and then after I wrote the book, I felt like the Lord really began to give me uh, even more revelation on what that truly looks like uh, to really um, thrive in exile. And so that's what I want to do with this season of the podcast is share with you the things that I feel like God has been sharing with me because I don't want you to just survive the season you're in. I want you to thrive. And Daniel thrived. Um, okay, so uh, last week in season one, um, I like I like recaps. So uh, last week, oh, there goes my, oh, I have, I have lots of Sharpies and things and they're going to come flying out of my Bible. I don't know if you guys heard that. Whether you're watching on the YouTubes or listening on the iTunes or the Spotify's, you're going to hear weird sounds. Okay. Anyways, so um, I just threw stuff on my couch for you guys listening on audio. Just don't want you to miss out on everything that you're getting here on the YouTubes. (laughs) Anyways, last week we talked about uh, thriving uh, in exile seasons. And the way that you thrive is by living determined. Okay, I'm going to give you a quick recap as last week. Um, what enables us to thrive is being determined in uh, knowing God uh, and knowing yourself, staying flexible, filled up, and staying healthy. Chadi, what does that mean? For those that missed uh, the first episode, go back and listen to it, but I'll give you the 10 peso version. Uh, knowing God is in charge and he is uh, working things out. You need to be determined in knowing this. Being determined also in knowing yourself, having a firm identity. If you don't have a firm identity before you walk into an exile season, a wilderness season, a circumstance, a struggle, um, what's going to happen is that struggle, that circumstance, that wilderness exile season will begin to define you. And um, uh, the road is not meant to define us, but grow us. So uh, I talked about that. Uh, So those are the things you got to know, but the things you need to stay are flexible, filled up, and healthy. And I break those down in episode one. So uh, go back to the beginning of season six, uh, either whether you're watching it or listening. Um, I feel like it'll help you as we are all trying to thrive in this season. Okay. So, but today, today we're talking about um, not only are we meant to be determined in order to thrive, but we also have to remain faithful. Okay, Daniel was like super faithful. Faithful so much so that when the king was like, hey man, you can eat at my table, he was like, nah, I'm good. I know who I am. I know what I should be eating. I know what I should be ingesting. There was something about Daniel that really inspires me because it's like it doesn't matter what he walked through, he knew what he was walking towards. And I want to be like that in my life. I want to know that no matter what I'm facing, what wall I'm up against, that I know that I'm always walking towards God's purposes and God's plan for my 
my life. And that's my hope and my prayer for you as well as we navigate this together. Okay, so today, so last week we talked about being determined. Uh, this week we're talking about being faithful. Because if you want to thrive, you've got to remain faithful. Faithful is not sexy. Uh, f- uh, famous is sexy. Um, what else is, um, people like to, there's so many different F words <laughs> um, <laughs> and nobody really wants to uh, be faithful. It's like faithful. Faithful has been replaced with entanglements, and um, it's it's not cute. Uh, but God is a covenant God, and faithful is what we're meant to be. Um, I love reading about covenant. I read a book recently called Bearing God's Name by um, Carmen Joy Imes. I posted about it on my Facebook, but. The whole book is about covenant. The whole book is about uh, how Yahweh set aside this people, the Israelites, for himself. They were his treasured possession. And so now we find Daniel, who's part of this treasured possession, who's part of a people that God made a covenant with, and they have broken the covenant. And as a result of a broken covenant, he is now living in exile. Okay, I'm going to give you the 10 peso version of where we are in the story, and then I'm going to jump in and begin to define faithfulness. Okay, so this is what's happened. We find uh, Daniel, nobleman. Uh, no, he's young. He's living in Babylon. Um, he's kind of part of that crew, that wise man crew, uh, prophets, seers, yada, yada, yada. And King Nebuchadnezzar um, has this horrible, horrible nightmare, a nightmare he doesn't understand. It's keeping him up at night. It's, it's, been, a, it's been an issue. And so what we find is um, Nebuchadnezzar goes to his people and he's like, hey, I need to know what this dream means. And uh, you need to tell me what this dream means. And and so uh, his seers are like, cool, cool, we'll totally tell you, tell us what the dream is, and, um, and then we'll tell you what it means. And, and what he realizes real quickly is that they have no idea what they're doing. They really can't see dreams, understand dreams, interpret dreams. And so out of fear, they're like, hey, no, I mean, tell us, we'll figure it out, yada, yada, yada. Well, he's like, yo, if you guys can't answer this, death to all of you. <laughs> so legitimately puts them all on the chopping block. And that's where we find the story here. Nebuchadnezzar's had a dream. His seers cannot interpret it. And he has now put a decree out to kill them. Okay. And so I'm going to start in Daniel 2, 12, and I'm going to read uh, a little bit. So here we go. If you haven't gotten your reading in, you about to. Uh, when the king heard their reply, he was absolutely outraged, and he ordered that all the so-called wise men of Babylon be put to death. So the decree was issued, and the king's officials began to round up all the wise men in Babylon for execution, and officers were sent to find and kill Daniel and his friends, too, for they were renowned for their wisdom. As uh, Arioch, the king of the royal guard, was searching for the wise men of Babylon to kill them, he came across Daniel, and Daniel responded to the situation shrewdly and with discretion. What has happened? Why has the king issued such a decree? I'm going to stop here and I'm going to give you your first point of today. Okay, so faithfulness looks like discretion. Okay, so I've said this a million times and I'm going to remind you for those that maybe are new or you have forgotten. Uh, Discernment is knowing what God is doing, but discretion is knowing what you should be doing. I wrote this here that um, discretion looks like asking the right questions. See, when uh, you run into exile seasons, wilderness seasons, struggles, circumstances, you need to know uh, how to ask the right questions. You need to pause, take a step back. This dude was facing death, legitimate Cut your head off, death. And instead of panicking and functioning out of fear, uh, he began to ask the right questions. Look, what's going on? How can I help with this? Try to bring in a solution. Um, there was a calmness. If you, I, As you read more about um, 
what is going to happen here, you find that there's an actual kind of peace in his tone and how he responds. I, I read this in a book um, by uh, Bill Johnson. He's the pastor at Bethel, where how he says, to, uh, people will always function out of two things, love or fear. And here, I don't find him functioning out of fear. He's functioning out of love. Faithfulness functions out of love. And, 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 and they do that. Faithful people uh, have discretion. So they know what they should be doing in the room and they ask the right questions. And so when how do you have discretion, Chadi? You uh, function from a place of love and not a, f- a place of fear. Fear at, fear freaks out. Fear needs details. But discretion functions out of love and takes a step back, uh, maybe looks at the whole situation and asks the right questions. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. You just want to make sure you're asking the right questions as the right questions don't come across as disrespectful. The right questions don't come across as uh, argumentative. The right questions come across as bringing a kingdom solution or coming around the person to help. So if you appear, you this is how you can tell faithful people apart from favorite people, is that faithful people will always ask the right questions and they always do it in a way that is honoring and um, full of love. Okay, so we're going to keep reading in uh, 16. So Daniel entered, oh, no, yeah, 15. He says, what has happened? Why has the king issued such a harsh decree? And Arioch did his best to explain the situation to Daniel. He said, so Daniel entered the palace uh, and he asked the king to give him a little more time so that he could come back and tell the king both what he dreamed and what it meant. Okay, hold on. <laughs> You're about to get killed. The king is actually looking for you. He sent his homies out to find your behind, and you have chosen Daniel to then go to the palace and talk to the king. Okay. This is faithfulness, uh, looks like discretion. Uh, and we have found that Daniel, again, has showed us that faithfulness looks like, um, I'm going to say patience. You, got, you thought I was going to say bravery, didn't you? No, I didn't, that's not what I mean. But patience does look like bravery in this situation. He walked right into the palace and he looked at the king and he said, we're going to need more time to set this right. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. But faithful people are patient. Faithful people aren't trying to jump the gun. Uh, faithful people, have you ever had somebody try to give you a solution real, real fast? I do this all the time. And it's like not really the right solution, but you're again functioning out of fear, not functioning out of love. And so you're throwing out solutions. You're like, that's not going to help, man. Give me a minute to process. And we find Daniel doing this. Look, King, I want to give you the right response. Think of his response compared to the other people. The other people are like, tell us your dream. This dude said, give me more time so I can tell you what your dream was. It was such a different response to it was such wisdom. Okay. So, um, Faithfulness looks like patience. If you are currently finding yourself in a struggle or a situation, don't rush to judgment. Don't rush to a solution. Take a minute. Take a step back. Survey the land. Survey the situation. Survey what's going on so that you can actually have... (laughs) Dude, there's bravery in this. I wrote this down that waiting is not weakness. It's wisdom. It's wisdom, guys. Waiting, taking a step back, asking for more time. I do this all the time. My husband and I will be in conversations or my boss or whatever situation I'm in that is causing me stress. And I will literally, I've said this since episode one of season one. Crying in corners is not crying in corners. Crying in corners is knowing enough about yourself and being self-aware and taking a step back and going and finding a corner and seeking God. This is what Daniel did. Daniel said, hey, we need more time for this. 17, after Daniel made his request, he returned home and told his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. 
what was going on. He asked them to pray and plead for mercy so that the God of heaven might reveal their mystery. I love this. So faithfulness not only looks like discernment, faithfulness not only looks like patience, but faithfulness also looks like seeking. There was an action in his seeking. Not only did he go to the right people um, and ask for them to come around him, but fasting and praying. He asked for, there was an action in his seeking. I always, I wrote down, rob the place. I need you, I need your seeking to be like turning tables, um, uh, passionate, energetic seeking. That's what faithfulness looks like. People that are faithful seek with a... Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the right word is to say. Like there's an energy, there's an energetic, um, exuberant, zealous seeking. Uh, when you want something really, really bad, you ask for it. And when, like when I was a kid and I, I wanted a pair of Jordans from my mom, I literally, I, I, I will never forget being in fifth grade and being like, look, you, you don't have to buy me any Christmas presents. This is all I want. And every week she would go drop 20 bucks on that footlocker so that I could have those Jordans. And every two weeks I would go, mom, we're going to go put those 20 bucks down. Right? My, I harassed my mom and harassed my mom until I got those Jordans. And I wore those jokers for three years until they were stolen out of my locker in seventh grade. That's a different story. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard moment for me. Anyways, faithfulness looks like exuberant seeking. Daniel sought God. He sought God because he knew that only God would be able to bring clarity in this type of situation. If you're in a circumstance, if you're in an exile season and you're trying to thrive, my friend, you will not thrive without seeking God because God is the only one who can bring clarity in a season that is messy. Oh, 2020. I see what you did there. Okay. Continue on. So we find Daniel. Daniel is uh, 19. I'm in 19. Then one night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. And so Daniel offered this blessing to the God of heaven. Okay. I love this. I love this. Okay. So we have Daniel. Daniel, uh, literally the mystery, the mystery is revealed. God reveals it to him and immediately with a thankful heart, he starts praising God. Praise the name of God forever and ever for all wisdom and power belong to him. Oh, you know what he sounds like? Somebody who's in covenant. Mm-hmm. Covenant people are thankful. That's not even part of my notes, but I just want you to know if you were wondering as you were watching this or listening to this and you thought, am I a covenant person? I don't know. How thankful are you? Because thankful people are covenant people. Okay, just throwing that out there. It has nothing to do with my notes. I just felt led of the Lord to say it. He sets his motion in times and the ages. He, de- he deposes kings and installs others. You want to know why he was brave to walk into that king and be like, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm going to need to talk to you real quick, real quick. I'm going to need you to calm down. It's because he knows that the God he serves, the God he's in covenant, is actually the God that deposes kings. Thanks, Nebuchadnezzar. I'm glad you're here, but I know who put you here. Gangster Daniel, I recognize who you are and I praise you, God, for my ancestors, uh, for you have given me wisdom and strength. Ah, he knows he knows where his patience came from. He knows where his discretion came from. He knows what truly makes him faithful is not him. It's not in his strength, but it's in God's strength. Uh, And now you have graciously revealed to me uh, what he asked of you, for you have revealed to us the king of dreams, us the king's dream and its meaning. Okay. Number four, faithfulness. Ooh, I can't even talk. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. I speak English. It's fine. Um, So faithfulness looks like patience, discretion. Faithfulness looks like seeking. Okay, here's number. Faithfulness uh, looks outward. 
Well, Chadi, why are you saying that? Because in 24, Daniel says, so Daniel then, after he got the revelation, Daniel then went back to Arioch, the officer charged with rounding up and executing all the wise men in Babylon, and he tried to stop him. Most of the time, guys, when we're in exile seasons, you know what we aren't? Outward thinking. We don't care about other people because drowning people, you know what they do? Drown other people. They do. They do. But we don't want to be those people. We want to, we want to be the people that know that we're in the wilderness, not because we're, uh, God's like, I have nothing else to do with you. You're just going to hang out in the wilderness. No, we're in the wilderness for other people. We're in the wilderness because we've been there before. Because that's, you know, God puts us there to help other people. Like I say this, I say this all the time that your purpose is to love God and love people. Like if dear, faithful people are outward thinking, they're people focused. Daniel went back to be like, yo, do not kill any more people. Stop. I know what the answer to this is. I read that and I thought, man, how many of us in certain certain situations, uh, we don't care about every, what else happens to other people. But faithful people do. People who are faithful and in covenant, covenant people care about other people. So much so that they stop in the middle of their solution, in the middle of all their stuff to go back and say, yo, stop. Some of you are in situations right now that instead of you going to try to fix a situation, need to bring some more people along. God doesn't let you walk through wilderness seasons over and over again just because he didn't learn it the first time. He has you walking out wilderness seasons over and over and over again so that you'll help the people that are there with you. You're there to help other people. That's why we're here. We're here to be Jesus in broken, dark, fallen situations. We're here to be and help other people. Faithful people are outward, man. Faithful people care about people because they know that their life affects other people. I know, I, I, I have a real hard time with these videos, these podcasts, because I, sometimes I wonder, who the heck is even listening? Like, I, I'm shocked every time I get a DM about somebody hearing this or that it's helped them. Like, I'm only doing this for other people. Like, I have so many other things I need to be doing. Yet I feel like God keeps telling me it's you got it. There's something here that you're walking through. Like I'm sick and tired of feeling like I'm in a wilderness, guys. I am legitimately. But for some reason, God has me navigating wilderness seasons and learning about wilderness seasons. Not for me, just by myself, but for you and for the people that you're attached to and they're attached to and they're attached to. We're here to be outward. Let's be faithful, covenant people that understand we are a treasured possession to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and continue to be faithful and help other people. And so we got Daniel in 24 saying, stop what you're doing. It is not necessary to execute the wise men of Babylon. Instead, take me to the king and I will tell him what his dream means. And 25, Arioch says, do not waste any time in bringing Daniel before the king. Oh, Arioch did not waste any time in bringing Daniel before the king. Mighty king, I have found a man from among the exiles from Judah who says he's able to tell the king what the dream means. I love that he said, I have found a man from among the exiles from Judah because exiles shouldn't be having interpretations of dreams. But I'm here to tell you that God, he gives interpretations of your dreams. He divulges dreams. He cultivates dreams amongst exiles. And we're exiles until here, until eternity, guys. We are going to be in a wilderness season from here to eternity. And we have the ability to have understanding and wisdom that other people don't have. So don't miss out if you're out there and you're like, Chadi, I have a dream, but I'm going through struggle. Your dream is going to be found in the muck and the mire of exile. I promise you, it's in the word of God. And so we find Daniel in 27 
Nebuchadnezzar has been like, hey, Belshazzar, are you able to tell me what I dreamed? And Daniel says, yep, the Chaldeans were correct. There are no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or sorcerers in all the world who are able to reveal the mysteries uh, the king requested. But there is a God in heaven who can reveal such mysteries. And so we find that Daniel literally tells him exactly what the dream means. It's so awesome. And then if you jump to 48, it says, the king bestowed high honor and many gifts to Daniel. He promoted him to the new position in his court and made him the governor over the province of Babylon. And uh, he was the head over all wise men. I'm going to put this down. Um, Faithfulness, um, guys, looks like favor. I wrote a couple things down about favor that I don't want you to miss. Okay, so quick recap because I like recaps. Uh, Faithfulness looks like discretion. Faithfulness looks like patience. Faithfulness looks like seeking. Faithfulness looks outward. You care about people. And then finally, faithfulness looks like favor. Okay, so everybody and their mother wants to be the favorite, but favorite is temporal and favorite is fleeting. Because a favorite, when you become a favorite, that's a moniker um, given to you by people. But favor is a gift from God. And so uh, favor lasts. It lasts in the muck and mire of the wilderness where favorites do not. Have you ever noticed somebody who um, seems to always have it all together? This is going to drive me nuts. Let me move my Bible. Okay, so you know how uh, you're like, oh man, this person always gets picked or whatnot. And the truth is, is like, God's not about picking firsts. God's about picking um, faithfuls. And I always say that you need to fight to be faithful, not fight to be right or fight to be favorite. Like, be faithful. God uses faithful people. He doesn't use favorites. Um, And I think that at the end of the day, man, I just, I look at Daniel's life and I look at what he did and and God gave him favor. The reason why I say God favor, favor looks different than favorite is because, dude, Daniel was thrown in a lion's den later on in life. Like, favorites don't get thrown in lion's dens. Favorites, Favorites just fade away. You just don't hear about them again. They were favorites for a moment. They were have their 15 minutes of fame or whatnot. But favor is ongoing for the rest of your life. I wrote this down that um, favor impacts eternity. Uh, favorites impact the temporal. Favor lasts. Favorites are fleeting. They disappear. Favor is from God and favorites are from people. And guys, thriving in exile means not only... Are you determined, but you are faithful and faithful people have favor. Faithful people have patience. Faithful people seek after God. Faithful people um, have discretion. Um, And ultimately, guys, we just want to be faithful, 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 covenant, believing, treasure, possessions of the most high God. And that's who we're meant to be. If we want to thrive in these exile seasons, if we want to thrive in this season, we've got to be faithful. So um, I hope that encourages you. I hope that um, whatever you're walking through today, if you've questioned your faithfulness, that you know that these are the things you need to do to re-engage that faithfulness. God is a covenant God and he wants to be in covenant with you. Chadi, what does that look like? What is covenant? I'm going to do this really quickly because I feel like somebody needs to know it. So I'm married. I've been married for almost uh, 17 years. Uh, Covenant. A covenant is like a marriage. It's good and the bad, the ugly, the sick, the no matter what is covenant. Covenant never gives up. Um, it believes the best, hopes the best, loves you even when you have no makeup on. Love, it, it's, it's a level of love that is extraordinary. And um, 
God is a covenant God that's going to love you in the good and the bad and the ugly and the no makeup. He's going to love you no matter what. And um, we seem, uh, seem to just look at God as, an, as a, what the kids are now calling an entanglement. When he's not entanglement, he's a covenant. He's a ring on your finger for the rest of your life. That's why we're called the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ. That should his people should be waiting for him, missing him, loving him, um, preparing a place for him. Because one day he will return and we want to be faithful with what he's given us, faithful for what he um, asked us to steward, which is our lives and our kids and our families and our jobs and the people around us. So I love you. I love you. I hope you're well. I hope this uh, message encouraged you. Remember that you are his treasured possession meant to live in covenant. And by covenant, I mean faithful. Be a faithful person. Love you very much.